you've had some great conversations on Twitter lately. We've had some great conversations on Twitter lately. We've uh, we've been reaching out to a lot of people, and we're hoping that we can reach out to a lot more. Please don't think that I'm throwing stones at anybody on Twitter at all, because I am not. There's a lot of really fine people out there presenting a lot of really fine messages, okay? However, we use a lot of quotations on our we do because I mean, there's some people that have said some really great things, and and I think that help kind of accent the points that we make on this podcast and and, and on the media that we create here around your concepts. Um, but I think people get a little quote card crazy out there a bit. Do you In, think? Indeed, and what we try to do is provide substance behind a quote. We don't use we use a quote as a foundation, as a jumping off point to get into something deeper. So quite often, what we talk about on this show is adding depth to our lives, mm-hmm. adding depth, and that means adding depth to conversation. That means adding bullet points. Uh, as an emphasis to what you say. We've talked many times, Mike, when we say, oh, I love you, I'm proud of you, or you're good at this. Thank you, Jim. (laughs) Thank you, by the way. Thank you. I I need to appreciate that more. (laughs) However, when we accentuate that and we say, I love you because, I'm proud of you because, or I'm upset with you because, when we add depth to our conversations, Mike, so the, one of the most powerful things that human beings have is language, okay? And unfortunately, most of it is by rote and by established patterns of behavior. Uh, I am not a mind reader, or I don't have practiced mesmerism, or I can't get inside people's heads. However, I will guarantee you, guarantee you, that if I said something, I will guarantee you what you are thinking, absolutely and for sure. Really? Yes. So, are you ready? Oh, oh, we're doing this now. Indeed. Oh, no. Indeed. <laughs> okay, here so we go. So, if I make the statement, Mary had a little lamb. There's no way on earth. There's. It's not possible for you not to think of the word lamb. No, because it's been head. ingrained over years and years of grade school, right? Right. So, what that's called, Mike, is called cognitive fusion, mm-hmm. okay? It's like welding when those thoughts are welded. So, what is the opposite of fusion? Defusion, okay? So, what we try to do is help people practice cognitive diffusion to separate themselves from their thoughts. So, let's imagine what our, what is our brain, Mike? It's an organic mass, an organic mass, and it is a data gatherer. Absolutely. I mean, we really kind of associate it with kind of being a computer. Mm -hmm. It's a data gatherer. So let's imagine our mind, our mind as the processor that filters out the information, ranks it in order of importance, and adds some depth, flavor, and color to it. Okay? However, sometimes that's all we further we get into our lives, is into our minds, okay? Mm-hmm. And sometimes, Mike, we believe, we believe that simply because of the intensity, frequency, and duration, repetitiveness, the volume of a thought makes it important and makes it true. So, so what occupies your head adds to the... Can I use the word truthiness? Is Colbert going to be mad we at me? We can make anything up. <laughs> so, however, as we often talk about on Full Impact Mindfulness and Fishing Without Bait, is stepping outside ourselves into whatever you'd like to call it. 
your observer self, your authentic self. So we step and we look at situations. And when we look at situations, when we can view our mind, we can make decisions. And we use that choice word again, Mike. We can make a choice as to how involved we want to be in our mind's processes. Isn't that an amazing ability? And it's an ability that I think people don't think about on their minds. Indeed. Indeed. And there's many authors that uh, bring this up. And however, it hasn't uh, just uh, happened yesterday. Okay, This has been going on for eons. So what's, what's the big deal about today that all of we, the sudden, all of a sudden, it seems like Western civilization has discovered, and in a few years, believe me, they will, they will pretend that they invented mindfulness. Is it a necessity uh, or a response to how our our culture has kind of brought out the bad in our heads? Our culture is based on is based on ego. Remember, and we've discussed this many times in other in other podcasts. And I would suggest that everyone go back and have a thorough review of all 121 podcasts before. Yes, yes. There's your homework. Make sure you get it done by next week. And we're expecting a full report or a comment review or like on iTunes or wherever you may catch this podcast. So once so once again, we we live in an individualistic society where we believe that our own force of will can solve any problem. Problem. Yes. Okay. And I can do it. I can be anything. I can solve this problem. I mean, it, it's very aspirational, right? Indeed. And that also leads one to believe that I don't need any help. Mm-hmm. I can solve this on my own. We're very individualistic here. We are individualistic. So asking for help in some circles is a sign of weakness. Indeed. I struggle with this. So I think we've talked about it here before. I, I have trouble asking for help because I say it's my business. I should be the one to take care of it. And if I can't, then I fail as a business owner. And again, that's delusional thinking. Absolutely. And it gets me in trouble. <laughs> when we hold on when we hold on to firm fixed beliefs despite mm-hmm. evidence to the contrary. Mm-hmm. And that's what a delusion is. Absolutely. And there's many delusions among people in this country, not only this country, but all over the world. There's many assumptions and many delusional thoughts that some people will truly believe that they deserve to be born the color that they were or deserve to be born in the country that they were or deserve to be born into a certain economical status. Yes, and this is something that you've been talking about on Twitter about a little bit in this past week. Indeed, indeed. So to think that you deserve to be born a color in a place and of a socioeconomic status is delusional. Absolutely. There is a, um, I, I know he's somebody I probably bring up every once in a while here, but Gary Vaynerchuk, it, it, he, he, he has this thing, rant he goes into. It's like, he's like, you are lucky to be born where you at. And as you are, you know, in this era where you can do X, Y, and Z, you could have been a plant. You could have been a butterfly. You could have been anything else. You could have been not born at all because, you know, the odds of, you know, procreation, that yada, 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 right? But here you are, a one in a million billion chance that you're here right now where you're at. So where's the attitude of gratitude mm-hmm. rather than the attitude of arrogance? Absolutely. Total, total reverse, correct? Mm-hmm. So if I would have happened to have born in war-torn Syria, and I'm a refugee, does that make me less than any other human being on Earth? No, absolutely not. And you'd have a whole other batch of things to worry about than 
whatever's in your head here in this time in this culture. So, and again, we deal with a lot of different type of faith-based organizations here on uh, Fishing Without Bait. We explore many different faiths, faith-based organizations, mm-hmm. and if we look at uh, we look at Islam, we look at uh, the Jewish faith, we look at Hinduism, we look at Christianity, and they're all based on forgiveness. They're all based on love. Absolutely, every single one of them. The very least you can take that commonality from each of them and apply it to your life. Who is so low they are not my brother? Who is so low? Who am I to judge? Who am I to judge? What makes me so special that I can judge anyone else? Mm -hmm. When people really take a strong look at that, and really, what is all those things based on, Mike? The word that we use all the time, the foundation of really what holds us back on the other side of fear. Fear. When we judge someone else, it's because of fear. Is it not? Absolutely. Uh, fear of misunderstanding, fear of people taking your place, fear of whatever the, whatever that, that ends up being. Mm-hmm. So when we, when we deal with... Uh, apocalyptic times when we deal with all these different types. People are so concerned about the end, aren't they? People were uh, uh, concerned with the end a hundred years ago. A mm-hmm. uh, hundred years ago before that. Mm-hmm. They said, obviously this is the end times, right? Yes. So what is the only thing that we control is what's right in front of us. Is that mm-hmm. correct? When we came up with our concept, I'm right here. It's right now. What's right in front of me? What can I deal with? Okay, so when we when we deal with, uh, let's say the at the end times of Islam, when they believe that uh, Jesus came to complete the circle of creation, and that Muhammad came to put the stamp of Allah, God the Divine, whatever on it. Okay, and at the end times, Jesus will return, and this might blow some Christians' minds out there, that Jesus will return along with the final imam, the spiritual leader of Islam, and all differences will be resolved. How How is that not beautiful? That was amazing. And that is something that really like like surprised me when we were talking uh, with our friend here in the previous episode. And, uh, you know, that, that that was even that connection amongst the religions that, that so many are afraid of in this country. Indeed, indeed. Why are so many people afraid of peace? Why are so many people fear love? And then we use that word again, fear. So what we try to do on this program, mind, what we try to do on this program, Mike, is to expand people's minds to help them open. We repeat the same type of messages over and over again. Beginner's mind, walking through your life with your eyes wide open rather than your eyes wide shut. The number of guests that we're having, and what do you think of the uh, different vent, different view that we're taking on our program now i enjoy the variety i enjoy that we are kind of looking at kind of the same world and same message through different lenses indeed so there are many roads to a certain location is there not many roads to a certain location Mm -hmm. and who can say that one of them is incorrect and and i think when they look when somebody looks at a show like this and you know know, kind of what we were just talking about who are you to you know have these thoughts and, 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 and this concept and everything and seeing it, it isn't just you and it is different shapes and colors of people that are um, really boiled down to the same ideas. 
Listening to someone and accepting what they say without ridicule doesn't necessarily mean that you agree with them. Mm -hmm. So what we hope to do on Fishing Without Bait is to not any type of new age type of uh, Zenish thing to expand people's minds. We'd like them just to be aware, to be present and aware and take a, take an observer stance, participate and describe and impact other people's lives. See, the idea, Mike, is sometimes we irritate people and I, I especially irritate people when I tell them that relationships don't define who a person is. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to... S- probably catch some flack on this one, but being a mother and or a father doesn't, doesn't define who you are. Your job does not define who you are. It's your values and your choices. There's that choice word again, that define who you are. So if you can clarify your values, clarify your choices, do what you say, say what you do in turn, that makes you a much better partner, a much better mother, a much better father, a much better friend, a much better human being on the earth. So many people are influenced by others in uh, non-beneficial ways, let's be kind and say that. So when, when we get into this herd mentality, when we get into a mob mentality, when we begin to be swept away to think from thoughts and feelings rather than at them, where's the, indiv- where's the individuality then? people feel safer in that blanket of obscurity. Indeed they do. Indeed they do. So, Mike, uh, this may come as a shock to people out there. However, we cannot stop negative thoughts. No. We cannot stop negative feelings. We cannot stop negative events. However, we can lower the occurrence of them simply because of the choices we make. What we can do is to change our response to them. And if we go back to early in our program where I said, I can guarantee I'll tell you what you're thinking. So remember, most of us, we talk about those established patterns of behavior. How are we going to change those? Become the observer behind the thinker. Learn to defuse. Learn to defuse ourselves from our minds and examine those thoughts and feelings and say, I am thinking this. And, my friends, you have a choice as to how to react to it. You have a choice. The most wonderful superpower ever. I have a uh, good friend of mine by the name of uh, Nancy Fitzgerald. She operates out of uh, Boston, Massachusetts now. And she uh, is invested in A Course in Miracles. Okay, And in her Course in Miracles, she talks about uh, the power of choice being the last and most true power you have, the power of free will. The power of free will. So most people think that they don't have choices, Mike. They really don't. Well, do I have a choice as to whether to live in a mansion on uh, Maui in Hawaii? Well, maybe maybe not a choice, but I, maybe I can't do that right now. However, do I need that? What choices do I have? I have a lot of choices. I make, how many choices do you make a day, Mike? Plenty. Plenty. Do you ever actually look back and think about that and empowering yourself by saying, I am making these choices? Yeah, I often, and again, just where the place I am today, you know, and I think I've said before, um, I never know what my day is going to be. I never know where I'm going to end up. And, 
and accepting, okay, I decided to do that. That didn't work out, you know. Well, some of the things that we uh, we say, like, well, if uh, you're not making good choices, well, the, what's the flippant answer? We'll make better ones. Yeah. Okay. Just be better. <laughs> Just do better. And there's no real answer. It's like I'm doing. I'm doing. I'm, I'm doing. I'm a human doing. So and yes. but but am I am I a human doing correctly? Who knows? That's part of being a freaking human. Just so the idea. What are some of pay? parents' favorite responses to their children, ask your mother, because I told you so. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the idea is if we had depth to these conversations and identifying and separating people from behaviors, okay? There's very few people who are, quote, bad, okay? Right. There are behaviors that are unacceptable. So how can we address behaviors rather than people? And this is why uh, the prison system in the United States, the punishment system, fa- has failed so miserably. Mm-hmm. Uh, for our minuscule population compared to the rest of the world in the United States, we incarcerate a disproportionate amount of the population. Disproportionate amount. So we get back to the forgiveness. We get back to the uh, asking people to accept responsibility for their actions and have people make commitments. And what I'm asking, what you and I are asking uh, at the beginning of this program, what we talked about, is reaching out to our audience. Reaching out to our audience. How can we reach a bigger audience? Well, if a friend tells a friend and a friend tells another friend. Follow us on Twitter. And Mike will uh, let you know how you can follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook. Join the movement. Let the adventure begin. Take a chance. Take a chance. Jump in the canoe. As we often say in our one of the most the stories that we often tell about buying the ticket. You can't get on a ride unless you buy the ticket. Avoid wishing and hoping. Avoid waiting for something to happen. It may happen, but if that happens, it is pure chance. There's no luck. There is chance. So what we do is we prepare ourselves to succeed. And that's our challenge to everyone in the new year, Mike, to prepare ourselves to to succeed. Any thoughts as we end our podcast for tonight, Mike? Just that I'll let you know that um, whenever I'm considering whether I should buy a lotto ticket or not, I think about, oh, you got to buy the ticket. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, what's the Pennsylvania lottery slogan? You have to play to win. That's right. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So in life, you have to to play to win. You have to participate. And Mm -hmm. and then it's up to you to decide what winning is. Absolutely. To give a definition to winning. Yep. Okay. And it's it's different for everyone else. Mm -hmm. So the admonition that we're going to give everyone today is to forgive yourself, to forgive another. Treat each other with courtesy and respect. Treat yourself with courtesy and respect. Do kindnesses for everyone. Forgive yourself, forgive another. Till all are free, none are free. Namaste. Please check out our website at fishingwithoutfaith.com where you can listen to the show comment on our discussions, and find out where you can subscribe to our podcast. If you're interested in flying the colors of Fishing Without Bait, click the shop icon on our website. We have clothing, mugs, cell phone cases, and so much more. Show the world that you fish without bait. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.